Sometimes when she kisses me, <laughs> I feel like she likes East Tennessee. Have you heard that song? Uh, maybe. But I, then I think he's like, but all I come back with was some sand in my boots. Wow. You you just came that, up off the rip with that. That new Morgan Wallen song. Hmm. You ain't heard it? No, I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes when she kisses me. Come on with this now. <laughs> come on. I feel like she <laughs> likes East Tennessee. But then I think it goes. But all I come back with was some sand in my boots. That doesn't make any sense. They was at the beach. In, not in East Tennessee, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, but he's from East Tennessee. He is from East Tennessee. Anyway, anyway, off the elevator. I guess I have a a, a, a co-host. Tennessee. A, all of a sudden a sanger. How could you do this to me? We're in Nashville this weekend, y'all. <laughs> I mean, you could have at least sung a song that I could sing with you. You know, I'd be like off the elevator karaoke. I had, I had some weird thoughts on the way up here <laughs> <laughs> to the Fortress of Solitude. You mean weird thoughts on the way to my house or weird thoughts on the way from downstairs up to the Fortress of Solitude? On the way to your house. You oh. know what I like about riding on the interstate? Wow, that sounds like a country song. <laughs> I like listening to music while I'm on the interstate. I want to know how you got on the interstate coming from your house to mine. Well, I, I come <laughs> Highway 41. That is not interstate. Which will go all the way to Tennessee. I come up Highway 41 to Emerson. Then I got on 75 North at Emerson and shot up to Highway 20. By the way, 75 will also go to Tennessee, um, <laughs> but I come up seventy-five to Highway Twenty. Why? It's a lot faster than going through Carterville. And you're just now telling me this? Uh, I told you that before. No, 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 no. You said go through Cartersville. I don't know why you go down ninety-two and come across la la la. No, I told you don't go down. You get off at Main Street in Cartersville, which is the most ridiculous thing in the I don't world. Get off nowhere. I come twenty. Net down in forty-one. I take the little back road, whatever that's called, and uh, I think it's Rolling Drive, where you go behind Lowe's mm -hmm, and Walmart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Rolling Drive, and then you turn right at the stop sign. Yeah, and you come up between where the Martins is and mm -hmm. the Pizza Hut. That's forty-one, mm -hmm. and you go left, and I stay straight. That's how I will go home. Stop it! But coming here, I get off and I go to Emerson. Come up 75. Get on 75 North like I'm going to Tennessee. Wow. <laughs> so, I like listening to music on the interstate. Right. But you know what I really like? I feel like a kid when a big truck comes by me pulling a low boy and it's got a brand new tractor on it. <laughs> thought you were going to say you put your arm out the window and go like this and I, hope they honk I, at you. I have been known to do that. But when it's got a a, bland, a brand new tractor on it, and it don't matter what it is, if it's a crane, a pan, a motor grader, a track hoe, a packer, a skid steer, an excavator. A deagle? Yeah. It don't. It don't. I'm like, ooh, brand new tractor. <laughs> what do you like about the interstate? I can go really fast. But do you really? I don't know. You've ridden with me. What do you think? Not on the interstate. Oh, we did get on 575 one time. Well, your problem. Wow. You just right off the rip. Here's what's wrong with you, Jesse. Your problem with driving. And you wonder is, why I get defensive. <laughs> is not so much that you're. You. All right. So I tell the boys. My two my two boys that they're storming when they're driving. And they say, What well, my God, what's storming mean? What I don't want to make no sense. <laughs> storming is where you are constantly 
gaining ground on everyone you come close to and you're paying not a lick attention of what in the world they're doing. You're not being aggressive and you're not being defensive. You are just storming. Like a storm comes through and it don't care what in the world's going on around it, under it, in front of it, behind it, above it. It's just coming through. It don't give a fat rat. That's how all you and both my boys drive. Y'all storm. We got places to be. Yeah, and y'all the only folks on the road. <laughs> hey. Hey. I just do what I do. I gotta get I gotta get where I need to get. So so where you gotta get here here soon? I ain't gotta get nowhere. <laughs> you wanna know why? Cause I got nothing to do. Well You know why? Why? Well, first, I, I wish you would have turned that lamp off that's behind you. Why? Because it's giving you a glow. Uh, oh, am I glowing? But no, I can't. Like, if you move your head, it blinds my brain. And Really? Mainly because my glasses are so scratched up. And uh, I can't. Thank you. Now it's not like I'm in. Well, now I just feel like I'm sitting in half dark. Well, I sort of like the light better. It made me feel like I was in the Grand Ole Opry, which, which is <laughs> what, in the overhead light, which is in Tennessee. Oh gosh, how could you do this to me? I feel I like you're gonna have to come some, at me with something else. Some of the best of my days. <laughs> I felt like we Can needed. Can you not what, finish it? We need. One of those little cricket buttons. Ain't no reason for me to stay, Tennessee. You took the life out of me. I don't really know that many Tennessee songs. And what by many, I mean money any. I, made, I either drank it up or I gave it away. Wow. I got wow. nothing. Wow. Well, all right. So, why ain't you got nothing to do, man? Because I am not working right now. Had a little thing with the job, which is fine, you it, know. Um, do you remember the podcast we do, did about people not working? <laughs> I'm not working not because I don't want to work, but I feel like, um, I don't feel like, I know. You know, sometimes when God wants you to move and you're not moving, mm -hmm. he just makes things happen where it makes you move. And that's just kind of what happened. And and I know that he has something for me if I can just be still long enough to figure out what it is. Would you like to go into detail on that? You don't have to if you don't want to. What, on the non-working or the, the, the moving of God or what? The reason you're not working, number one, and then the realization of God moving. Um. So, I've had a lot of, I've had a few days to think about it. Um, company that I worked for felt like I wasn't, um, how do they put it, uh, a good fit <laughs> for them and their new structure. Um, and that, you know, the way I did things didn't, didn't flow with the way they wanted things done, you know, right. and... Uh, Paid me a severance, and that was that. But right. took about four minutes. Um, but to follow that up, I hadn't been, I hadn't been really. And let's be clear, I haven't been happy at all at my job for a really long time. Um, and I've been working this job since I got sober. Um, and I and I'm really umming a lot, I guess, because I'm not really sure how to explain it. Um, um, I hate people that um, not hate, but you know, when you're listening to someone, you're like, please stop saying um. Right. I feel like that's me right now. It's um. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'm gonna break the um. Ready? Yeah. Give me a T for Texas. Give me a T for Tennessee. Why are you in the singing mood today? But it's all about Tennessee. I feel like what? it should be all about Georgia. Go dogs! That's another thing. The SEC championship is going on right now, and your trifling tail has got me in here doing a podcast. But let me tell you this. So, the last time I watched Georgia and Alabama play, mm -hmm. 
um, tore up from the floor up. <laughs> and when all the guys was talking about the game yesterday, and this ain't knocking none of them, but everything that was associated around talking about the game was talking about drinking beer and drinking liquor <laughs> and watching the dogs right. whoop the far out of Crimson Tide. Maybe. So there was a little bit of me that said, I'm going to back away from that game. Yeah. You know, but I've noticed But you're that. not much of a football person anyway. Mm. I mean, so mm. it's not like, you know. College football, college football. I'll tell you when I quit really watching college football. Last year when I quit drinking. Really? I can't sit. It drives me freaking insane. If I, I get ill, I feel unmotivated. You know, I talk to you about it all the time. As I'm sitting. Uh, <laughs> that's interesting because I'll be like, what are you doing? And, and you'll I, be like, chilling. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. And then the next day. But you're we, not like super frustrated. And I mean, I'm going to work out. I don't know. I might. That's the frustration. <laughs> right. But you're like mad at yourself because you're sitting. Yeah. But if you were sitting with people like today, we're sitting here and we're talking. You're like, I got to get up and move. I'm like, why? See, that's what I'm saying. We, we were literally having a conversation, right. an in-depth conversation, sitting, talking to each other. And you were like, I got to move. Yeah, I got to move. That's why it's weird, man. Like, I can't go to a, a uh, well, you know. I've talked to you about going to a restaurant, and if I sit too long, oh, I get shifty-headed. And like, <laughs> I got to get out of this place, man. <clears throat> huh. But anyhow, that, that's one reason I don't like going to the store, too. Which I'm Stop it. So in my yearly, remember I wasn't going to go to a store for well, a year. Well, you already went, so you broke well, that. Well, I've only been twice. <laughs> Still, you went. And, all right, hold on. Once I went, because I had to get some corn for some charity i was gonna do mm -hmm. so i bit the bullet there right and the second time i went was just by accident <laughs> like i didn't even remember the the uh me not going to the store thing i just walked into Cody was like let's go to tractor supply we used to always go to tractor supply every sunday i was like all right let's go and then by the time i was in there i was like i ain't supposed to be going to the store <laughs> But I enjoyed it. But anyhow, I figured two times in the last, what, four months, three months? That's still pretty good. My next thing's going to be not looking in the mirror for a year. But we'll get to that later on. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> back to. <laughs> back, back to, I don't know, where was I? So, long story short, I am uh, sitting still. Right. As much as I can, right? My, mm -hmm. um, I had a conversation with my sponsor about it and kind of being frantic and not realizing I was being frantic and I need to find a job and I need to do this and sending me a resume and calling these people and, you know, being very functional. And, uh, you know, she looked at me and she goes, you know, it just dawned on me. Um, you have not. This is your first. This will be your first time, or you should, you know, or have not gotten a job sober before. And I was like, "Hmm, that's true. This is a, this is another first for me in sobriety." Um, not that I went on interviews loaded or anything, but um, I've experienced a lot of things since I stopped drinking, and um, everything is new. And I know that sounds really weird, but it does feel new. Right, right. Um, and, uh, you know, having the opportunity to, as my sponsor says, you know, see, learn something about myself. Let God show me something about myself that I didn't see before. <clears throat> so we'll see. I'll uh, try and be still. I did have a couple phone interviews, and but I have not been frantic on the on the computer sending resumes like I was day one. Right. You know, I, I, but, you know, 
all of it went down at 11. And then by two, I had a phone interview because I was like, you know, that's what I do. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. You right. need to get another job. And, uh, and, but I'm not sure if I want that job. And then it's, I'm just, I don't want to just jump into it. And God has blessed me enough to uh, have the opportunity to be okay mm-hmm. if I don't go right back to work now. So, well, I got three things. Let's hear them, Joseph. Number one, I think you are handling it really, really well. And I'm super surprised how well you're handling it. Not because, <laughs> not because. Did y'all hear that? That was his underhanded way of saying he thought I was going to lose my stuff. No, not because I, I think you're a train wreck or you have, <laughs> you have the possibility of going off the rails. You it's, almost made coffee come out of my nose when you said, not that I think you're a train wreck. <laughs> well, you know, when, when you told me about it, uh, you had a, a piece about you when you explained it. Right. And you said, you know, I, I can't remember verbatim what you said, but it was along the lines of God's just telling me I need to do something else. Yeah. You I know? really felt that. I, I I didn't, I didn't, I did have a little, you know, I did have some feelings later on that I did not allow myself to feel up front. After talking with my sponsor and you know, thinking about it, and you know, just processing, processing, right. processing a little more, but I was relieved. Yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, it didn't feel right, and you know, I knew that I took that job out of a frantic state. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost the job before that one. In the midst of moving, you know, three hours away, I had rented a house in Warner Robins. I had packed up this house. I had utilities transferred. I'd been working for, I mean, it was just crazy. And then a week, a week and a half before we were supposed to move, you know, I, I lost that job. So I was frantic in, in the attempts of looking for another one. And I took what I had, to, what I felt like I had to take. Um, or, you know, I don't know. It was all the things. So, but it just didn't, um, I don't know, it hasn't set right for a long time, and I tried to make it, but I am grateful. First of all, I'm grateful for the things that I learned that I didn't think were Mm -hmm. possible working for this company, and I'm grateful for the freedom that it gave me to be able to go to meetings at 8 o'clock in the morning and to do the, the things that I needed to do for my sobriety and to get better and to work on myself. So I'm grateful for all of those things. Right. Uh, I wouldn't change that for sure. So, you know, for me, as your friend, I immediately thought, well, what what a great testament it is uh, for her friends to get to see her reaction that it's all in God's will. It will be worked for the good by God for her husband to get to see that. Because, you know, when married or not married with somebody in a relationship, however it may be, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. Losing your job, changing your job, mm-hmm. no, no matter how it comes about, right? That's a big deal. Yeah, it affects security for both of us. Right. And what a... What a blessing it was to to for her kids to get to see her reaction this way. It's all glory to God. So I'm very, very proud of you because most people, and this isn't passing judgment amongst the masses, but would be pretty upset. Uh, I've never lost a job myself, but I've seen people lose their jobs, and there's a lot of f-bombs and fingers pointing (laughs) and stuff getting slammed and doors getting kicked and you know just massive turmoil yeah which that initial reaction i think sort of flows into your next few days right if that happens i mean i have been there just i have have been in the turmoil and the F bombs and the you know slamming of the doors and the blaming and all of that before yeah um, it was different this time. So w- when you was talking, you had, you had never done a uh, a job interview drinking or 
I never got. Yeah, what I have not gotten a new job in sobriety. This would be the, this will be the first time. Which I wasn't. I wasn't drinking at the time, but it reminded me. I, I thought real quick of a time I got a new job. I was working for a a grading company, and the the writing was on the wall that they was going to go out of business. It was uh 2006, I think, and uh it had got to a point to where it was hard for them to buy fuel to run the tractors. Mm-hmm. Hard because they didn't have any money, or hard, right. yeah, oh, yeah, right, right. And, and they owed you know the fuel companies, mm-hmm. blase, blase. And uh, so one day I was clearing a lot. The tractor run out of fuel. Hey, I need some fuel. Uh, we can't get none right now. Just do what you can do. Oh, I tell you what I can do. <laughs> go to the house. <laughs> now, it's turkey season. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go home. And I'm gonna holler at some of my buddies because we got this new turkey hunting land that we hadn't hunted yet. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna pack up and we're gonna ride out about two hours away. And we're gonna stay down there. And I'll call you in the evenings because we ain't got phone service. And I'll see for could you get some fuel. And if you can't, I'll just keep turkey hunting till you get some fuel. <laughs> so about day four comes along. Oh my gosh! You... <laughs> and, it, and it's pretty evident they ain't gonna get no few. And we down there just—I'm talking knocking turkeys in the head, son. These turkeys had never been hunted before. These the dumbest turkeys in the world. <laughs> I mean, you just go out there and lay low, <laughs> and every turkey in the world's gobbling, <laughs> and every turkey in the world comes running up, <laughs> gobbling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the funnest time. I feel like it's not fun if they come to you that easy. <laughs> oh, it is. When, when you hunt and and you get your gear, your tail kicked two or three years in a row, and you finally get on a spot like that, oh, it's it's the best thing in in the world. Well, you can only kill it's, so many turkeys. It's better than cornbread and milk. <laughs> so. So, uh, but that's why you take all your friends. So when you limit out, you got more turkeys you can hunt up. Uh, so day four comes along and I'm like, whoa, cuz I believe I ain't got a job. <laughs> whoa. Right. So I'm like, I'm about to get laid off. So one of my buddies, Chad, he was with me and uh, I called his dad and I was like, look, he knew the company. I was like. I don't think I'm going to have a job much longer, so if you hear anybody, let me know. He called me back two hours later. He said, I just talked to this guy, Brian. He's looking for somebody. Cool. I called him. He's like, yeah, man, come by and talk to me. I'll hook you up. This was on a Tuesday. I said, I'll be there in about four hours. I was two hours away. I left, come back to my hometown, right? Mm -hmm. Talked to him. He said, yeah, man, I need somebody bad. When can you start? And I was like, hmm. (laughs) I'm on salary, so I'm getting paid for this week regardless. (laughs) I said, I can start next Monday. And he's like, cool. I run to the house, told the old lady, holla at you. Going back to Talbot County, kiss the boys bye. It was, I mean, over just like that. That was and that was the only time really I felt like I didn't have a job. Huh. Was for those four hours. Wow. Yeah. But that just reminded me of that. When when you <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at me like I, I was just surprised at a story I hadn't heard. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. So, so then I shot right back to Talbot County. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel about God saying, hey, check this out? I don't know. <laughs> D- do you look at it? We had the conversation on rest and response. You know, uh, we, and we also had the conversation on opportunity. Well, you know, it's it's really hard to acknowledge that you don't really rest. You know? that you That you automatically respond. Uh, I do. Right. I am a responder. I I think most people are, wouldn't you agree? Mm. Especially when it comes to your job. Yeah, but I'm a a responder when it comes to anything. You know, it's, uh, 
I don't know. It, it, it's uh, all the things, right? So whatever agreements I made with myself or my life or whatever, you know, helped me be the person that I am, I have to be in control of the situation and know what's going on and have a plan and make sure everybody's okay and make sure my family's okay and make sure this is okay and, and all of the things. Um, so that, you know, makes me get kind of crazy. And so much so, I, you know, and we had this conversation this morning, like when you when you do something for so long, when you respond in a certain way, when you handle situations a certain way, you get to the point where you don't even know that you do it that way. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> My sponsor's like... All right, you know, between you and her and and my friend Jen and everybody's like, okay, just to, you know, just breathe. And I'm like, I am breathing. I'm totally breathing. It's fine. I'm gonna do my resume. I'm gonna do laundry. I'm gonna fix that hole in the backyard. I mean, like the hurricane. I'm like, now I have time to go to Mason's party, and I can volunteer. I mean, like, I just had this crazy, like, what am I gonna do? Because mm-hmm. um, I have plenty of things to do, but I'm only only had that stir because i can't feel like i'm not doing anything um and being unemployed makes me feel like i'm not doing anything (laughs) right right and then next thing you know i'm sending you a text that says i might paint the wall i mean what is wrong i mean it's been 48 hours and i'm like i'm gonna paint the house (laughs) and then then you're worried about can i spend the money to buy the paint oh it's ridiculous so my initial thought when when your response was so peaceful was it ain't hit her yet really that's that's what becky becky's like i think you're in shock maybe not immediate (laughs) but like the second or third time i talked to you because it was very similar to the first Mm -hmm. and i think i even asked you do you think it just hasn't hit you yet (laughs) And uh, but it's clear. I mean, it's what four days since three days, four three or four days since. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I'm 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 proud. Like I said, it's a testament. But why are you swallowing so hard? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Hold on. Usually it I heard, is. I heard all kinds of saliva go down your throat. <laughs> usually it is you over there slurping on a gallon water jug. I got. I didn't drink more water today. Anyway, besides the point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, well, number one, I'm ticked off right now because I just checked the football score. Alabama's in the lead. Uh, Come I'm on, so, what did you expect? I'm, I will. I will flip this table on you. <laughs> I will flip. Do not. Uh. Uh-uh. We're having a good conversation. Do not change the dynamic. Okay. So, how much of it do you feel is actually opportunity? I get to. I know you. You feel that you've been in the this line of work for how many years? Twenty. So it's not a new start. No. I mean, do you want to learn to run a tractor? <laughs> do you want to become a flight attendant? Uh, do you want to work at Walmart? I already worked at Walmart. You want to stay in your same line of work, right? I mean, I would assume that I do. <clears throat> Which it's, is managing properties, right. right? It's what I know. I mean, I'm good at it. Um, yeah. I mean, but I don't so, know. That's one of the reasons my sponsor's like, how about you just make a list um, of all of the all the things that would you want in your ideal job? Do you and want I was to like, share your list? I was like, it's downstairs. Well, so, off the top of your brain. Some of, some of it, yeah. I mean, of course, you know. And I said, okay. So I kind of felt dumb doing it. But, you know, I was like, okay, we're going we're gonna to try this. And it's, you know, I want to be challenged. And uh, I want. So what? Let's break it down. <laughs> I don't have the list in front of me. What, as you, whatever you remember. So what does being challenged mean? Does that mean being able to task a heavier workload and still have that in your normal? Let let me be clear. The hours that you had to work and don't get defensive was ideal for anyone. 
<laughs> the hours that you, like really yeah. like is so well you, i also can well, do more than most people can oh. do in less time wow <laughs> I, I, let, let me back up I've been doing it for 20 years. We had this conversation. It's just like oh, you, yeah, yeah. just like you doing your job for X amount of years. And yeah. Eric, is it? Yeah. Eric, yeah. Who just started is like, whoa, you do in, yeah. in 20 minutes what takes me all day. That's because yeah, we have experience. It's, yeah. It's a, yeah. So I don't totally. mean that like I'm better than everyone else in the property management field. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it means I've been around a while. Right. You know? so, so what is more challenging is it more workload than what you're used to handling is it something new in the management business is it you it's know, all of the what, above what is a teetotal different position you've never had the opportunity to work up from the from the bottom to the top it or yeah. would it be it could be any of those things right okay. um it could be all of those things right uh, it's um i don't know Right, okay. I, but yeah. I know that it can't be rudimentary because that's easy, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of what I do is easy because it is that. I mean, you, <clears throat> someone doesn't pay your pay the rent, you got X amount of ways to deal with it. Right, it doesn't really change. Right, if you need to lease a property, a house, a condo, an apartment, you know, it's price and product presentation i mean those things don't change right it's still the same it's is the is the product you're offering worth the price you're offering it for if it's not it's one of those two things it's price or product is it priced too high is the product not good enough or is it priced too low i mean it's all i mean it's very simple okay um so yeah it's you know could be a different procedure in it i mean the company i came from had some new innovative things that i didn't think would work right well they showed me and part of that was like ah you know but now that i know it opens up a whole different a whole different part of my mind right so speaking of challenges working the way you had to work with that other company was that was a challenge in and of itself, right? Because it was something that you hadn't totally done so much of because the majority of it was virtual, right? Yes. They basically took all your field work from you. Not not like took it from you, the right. way they structured it. Right. You didn't have field work anymore, right. right? Right. So you was pretty much all the time in this fortress of solitude, your office at your house. Mm-hmm. So that was, to me, that's a challenge in and of itself. Yes. That, that it a is work related, but I would literally bounce off these dad blasted walls. <laughs> it it, became, it was very hard. Well, you know, some days I would go downstairs because I needed. I could. I literally. And sometimes it would be several days in a row that I worked downstairs because I there's only so much you could stare. I mean, we so, sit in the same spot, and so I would do that, or I would go somewhere else and work. But taking away the field work was very difficult for me. So, so, that, so I knew right up front, sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean okay. to, that moving forward, I, I wanted something that had some sort of field work. So that was even a different challenge that, I mean, it was work related, but it had a different aspect, teetotally in and of itself, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't like that to begin with. COVID kind of just, I, I don't know if COVID did, right? They may have had the plan to. Com- become completely virtual in their business model but covid helped right, right, right. being forced to be a company that functioned during a country being shut down mm-hmm. was very beneficial for us we didn't miss a beat right uh and that was probably and probably part of that was we were substantially virtual virtual before but we i still had an office mm-hmm I still visited properties. I still, you know, did field work in addition to all of my virtual work, which was very hard to begin with because <laughs> I'm old school, right? And who, you know, when you when you think of going to get a job from a company that doesn't have an office, mm-hmm. that's weird, right? Like, right. like, and I say old school, you know, our age, 
in how we were raised. If someone offered you a job and they didn't have an office or a local, I mean, you would feel like you were being scammed, Mm -hmm. which is exactly how I felt for a minute. I mean, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, I did. I did interviews. I mean, and then they flew me to Phoenix for an interview and I had already had two, two or three video interviews. So I knew that people actually existed, but still, you know, they paid for my flight, my hotel, which was crazy. I'd never been flown across the country for a job interview. And I stayed a couple days in Phoenix. But it was, had they not done that, it would have been harder to grasp that it was legitimate. Yeah. At that point in my life. Right. What that gave me now is that this is... This is our society. Yeah. <laughs> Every, I mean, the virtual world is upon us in everything that we do. And having the capability to do it and having been what I felt, despite of what they felt successful at it, was interesting, even for me. Right. You know? So, you're asking God to... To give you something challenging. Mm-hmm. What what else is on the list that you're praying? <laughs> I think I had praying, uh, praying to God. Well, here's for. the deal. So she said it's it's not about praying for. She said make your list mm-hmm. and say, God, here is the here are the things for my ideal job. Mm-hmm. And she said, when you're done, lay it down, give it to Him, and say whatever you want. Right. Like after you have said, here are all the things I want, be willing to say whatever you want. That's right. This is what I would like, but I'm totally surrendered to your will. Right. So it's not about praying for those things. So I didn't pray for those things. I just said, I just sat down and I thought, what would make me happy? What would make me feel fulfilled? When I had a job that I did feel feel fulfilled in, what was I doing? Um, and I thought of those things. I wanted to I want to be helpful and of service. That was on the top of my list because I always felt fulfilled doing that. And early on in my career, I did I felt like that. Right. And that's easier to do when you have people in your face. <laughs> right. right. It's harder to do. When you work alone, now I work with a team all over the world, worked with a team all over the world, but I didn't have any, I mean, my interaction was, was digital, you know. Well, you know, I, this is going to see uh, seem highly um, testosterone Oh, God, here we go again, guys. <laughs> People act and react different. When you were face to face. Oh, absolutely. Now I'm not talking because they could catch these hands. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> but 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 no, you know what I mean? There's to me there's a different type of respect that not only other people are able to give you, but you give other people. Oh, for sure. I mean, do, a, a do human you, interaction is. I mean, it can't. There's nothing to, do, to do, be said about it that does not. Do you feel the way you worked, having that being mainly the way you was worked? Do you feel that was eroded? Did could you tell that? Could you tell that? Could you? All right. So, could you say? <laughs> I bet if we was face-to-face, you wouldn't be acting like this right now. I have or, said that a couple of times. Or even about yourself. No. No, no, because you're perfect. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm definitely not perfect. But I am to the point – I mean, I, I didn't feel like let, – let's be clear. I did not feel as if I acted any right. differently than I would have face-to-face. Right, okay. I have encountered people – who did, however, I felt acted differently than they would right. have if they were standing in my face. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so you did feel that that eroded that I think, a little bit. You know, not to be, you know, crazy, but I think it's easier for younger people to do because mm-hmm. they have more experience 
virtually. Like the younger people that worked for the company whose only experience was virtual management are not the same as the veterans who used to be who used to do the entire job themselves right right yeah you know i mean i have a supervisor who you know had never managed in the setting that i had managed i had a supervisor who had never been a property manager ever right you see what i'm saying like and until you, I mean, that's what gives you experience. I mean, all the crazy that happens in this career, like I learned because the crazy happened to me. Right. You know, dealing with residents, dealing with the, the stuff that happens when you deal with people in their homes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's different. So, right. so my reaction virtually is pretty much the same as it is in person. But when you have someone who's never had an in person response to something like that. Right, they can be whatever they want, and I, I bet the, uh, I bet it's easier to have a culture clash too. Virtual. I bet it's easier for people to because I right, so you was speaking of COVID, and I do know that some of your company was out of California. No, oh, most of the yeah, the home office was out of California. So California pretty much just shut the doors. When COVID come about. Oh, for sure. Did did they even understand that Georgia wasn't like that? Yeah. I mean, we, they, did, I mean they had education about each state, each market right. that they were in. Right. So, well, I, I mean, my, my restrictions were much less right. for the whole part. You're, you're speaking company restrictions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, Restric- because each state has to maintain their, their local law. Right. Right. So, if our, when our government, I mean, when our governor opened us up... It was different for us. Yeah. You know, I didn't have the requirements that they have in California. Like, right. the, they had a curfew for months and months after that. Fa- I mean, like, everybody had to be in their house by 9 o'clock at night. We didn't have that. Yeah, bump on that. Mass. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, yeah. like you know, they they had to follow their state laws. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the experience was great. I mean, I, you know, I thanked them for the experience. And like I said, it, it opens up opportunities, a good word. Uh, is I that think, is that on the list? Not, I don't remember specifically if that word is, but I knew. I mean, I'm, I didn't pray. F- I didn't say yeah. opportunity specifically, right. but obviously, I want it. You know, I want to have it. You know, I know one of the things I said was a structured growth plan because that's important too. Like everybody wants to feel like they're going somewhere. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that's where a lot of frustration comes working somewhere the monotony yeah and not knowing where you're going and if you're doing a good job and mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know if i associate it to my sobriety or my age or what i have gone through. i mean like maybe it's a compilation of all of the things you know but i did realize that as opposed to the money there were other things on my list you know it wasn't like it's like oh i need to make at least this and this number was much less than i ever thought i would wrote write down right. you know but i also want to work for a company that has a nice benefit package because that's important to me right you know one of the things now i had now was you know i have a, a health and fitness plan with the company that i worked for that's important to me like that wasn't important to me ten years ago, right. <laughs> you know. Like being able to, you know, use benefits for a company to purchase fitness equipment would have been like, what am I gonna? Do? I don't want that. Right. I don't work out. That's weird. Right. Like I want that money on my check. You still don't work out. You know. <laughs> I have not worked out this week, <laughs> so you're right. But you know those things. Too. I mean, you know, insurance and benefits and. Um, that's important. That's more important to me now um, than, you know, necessarily making a, a really big salary. I, I, that's how I feel. But I also know that being sober, I'm not as frantic, if you can believe that, as I used to be when things happened. You I know, can, I can definitely believe it. I see it. You know, talking. You know, talking about sitting still and giving God the opportunity. It's not like I never heard that and I never tried that, but 
being able to actually hear it and actually attempting it is different. Sincerity. Uh, yeah. And it's still something, let's be why, clear. Why Sincerity my, is still, like, why? you're going to touch my face. <laughs> Sin- sincerity. I don't know, you're using the force. Um, and I still struggle a little bit with sincerity because all of the stuff is fresh, you right. know. And and then, the, you know, Becky said, it's like, okay, you're digging out all this this stuff, this deep-rooted stuff. And I'm like, I don't like that. And that feels yucky and, you know. But she says, at least you're not pouring booze on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's like things happen and it's like stuff, stuff, stuff. Like I right. have to function and handle and do this and do this and make this happen. And everything can't fall apart. And I'm responsible for everything. And and I'm stuffing all the stuff down and trying to control everything as opposed to having faith that God is going to take care of it. And that things are exactly the way they're supposed to be at this moment. Right. Um, I still stuff a little. Uh, I have people in my life who say, hey, you're stuffing. (laughs) You know, you're not dealing. Like, you're in shock. You need to process. Take a minute. All of the healthy things. um, But I'm not pouring booze on it. Right. And as long as I don't do that, I have an option. I have a choice to deal with the stop stuffing, dig it out, you know, just stop stuffing and sit or sit or come unglued or, you know, who knows. Well, you know, things are as bad or as we make them out to be, and they really ain't bad. Well, let's be clear. We're alcoholics. We make everything a big deal. I mean, I don't. I mean, like, take it easy doesn't even doesn't even so, register, which is why it's one of those slogans that just keeps saying over and over again to us because we're nuts. I mean, it's it's just a, a blessing for me to see. And I'm not trying to make you feel big-headed or whatever, because I truly feel it is for the glory of the kingdom to see your reaction and how you're dealing with this. Because I could about tell you what I would have done. If I would have lost my job, I would have gotten the truck and probably stopped by the first place (laughs) that was grading or there was tractors out there or whatever. Right. And walked up to whoever. And said, hey, I'm looking for a job. That's probably what I would have done. And it gives me a perspective that everything that happens is for a reason. There's no coincidences at all. No. And, And being able to fully submit and be obedient, I think, has gave you a peace of mine that is like no other. Well, I'm I mean, I have a little little snag. I'm not well, completely yeah, surrendered. Like I said, I'm but not I'm trying to give you much more surrendered I'm, than <laughs> I'm not trying to give you a, the big head. No, but, and but, I don't take it that way. Yeah. But I also don't want to I don't want to act like I don't I don't have that thought. You know, right. I still have the thoughts. Um, but I but I do think and feel and believe that it's okay. Yeah. You know, it's truly okay. Um, and I always go back and I think when I hear in meetings, you know, that the reason, you know, we have the ability to get through anything in sobriety and seeing other people deal with stuff. And it's like, okay, there's all these firsts and all these things that happen. It's like, I get through that and I get through that and then something new happens. And uh, that's okay, too. Yeah. You know, it's going to be okay. It may not be what I thought it was going to be, but it's going to be okay. When does it become a time where it ain't a first? Like where that ain't a thing? Like, oh, this is the first time I got a job when I was sober. Or, look, this is the first time I did this when I was sober. Well, it stops being that when first stop happening. Hopefully never <laughs> I hope I hope when you get this job. Yeah, but that'll be that'll be the last time this is a first, but it won't be a last first. Well, this is the first time I had to find the second job <laughs> that I was sober. <laughs> you know, you see what I'm saying? 
just wait till it's your turn to do something new. This is the first time I had to come on the podcast for the second time and talk about getting a job. This is the first time. Yeah. You're being ridiculous. But you see what I'm saying? But that's a, I I mean, you, you can't belittle that. Oh, I'm not belittling it. You know, no, because I, it is it is something that has happened that I yeah. have never dealt with before. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not belittling. Said, no, no, yeah. I, I'm, maybe belittle's not the right word. Um, but I hope that it always keeps happening. Right. That there's always first. Hmm. Because why wouldn't we want new stuff? I mean, you've looked at your watch like four times. Are you in a hurry? I'm not in a hurry. It's... This I told you this dang watch right here picks up my phone, so when it goes off, I look at it and see who's texting or my friend won't show me how to cut my Instagram notifications off, so uh, they they constantly go off. So yeah, do you see a time on there? No, there's not a time. Those are notifications. Miss <laughs> Miss Virtual Work Life. You should know of technology. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know how to turn off notifications. <laughs> Let somebody mess around and fire me during turkey season. Let somebody mess around and fire me during turkey season. I will hunt this earth. I will. I'm. Have you ever been fired? Well, no, I think you just said earlier you'd never lost a job. I've never lost a job. And the job where I thought I was going to get laid off because they was, you know, in dire straits. You found another job beforehand. Beforehand, yeah. Interesting. And uh, I have been fired three times. Not that I, not that I am the best employee. I mean, look, I'm, I'm not trying to act. Everybody messes messes around, you know, and not not saying that is right. Uh, but I, you know, I started young in life with a good worth ethic, and worth worth ethic, work <laughs> ethic, and uh, you know, I feel like I've. I I can honestly say I have contributed well, to all three times that I have been fired well, in one way, shape, or form, and I could not have been able to admit that. So. Before. We talked about that some, too. Mm-hmm. You can have the best work ethic, and your mouth can get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's what happened to you, but we've had the conversation and the things. The, the reason, it has happened to me. I have. Been, I mean, I am, I am a very hard worker. Yeah. Um, prior, I mean, each one of the instances that I was fired was for different reasons. Right. Um. But my mouth was no. for sure the first time was not from work ethic because yeah. I, I, I was young and no children. And right. I, I mean, I would work with everything. It was me not knowing my place right. and thinking that um, I was everything. The machismo. I look back. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was probably a little alcohol fueled. I, I can't. I'm not even gonna say it wasn't. I, 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 I know I, it was. It was a, it was a work retreat at the Chateau Alon. Mm-hmm. And our company sent us there for leadership conference for three days. And uh, they had a specific bar on an upper level for the executives and the PMs were you weren't supposed to go there right because the PMs were all on the lower level and the executives were all at the top and well I'm in my 20s and I'm you know whatever and I'm gonna do what I want to do and well I just roll right in there (laughs) Oh my god i think back and i'm like i was insane i didn't just go in there like i sat down at the table with like some of the biggest executives in the company i mean like i had just earned my space at that table i promise you i did ordered a drink 
looking back at it, I I I would have been mortified for myself <laughs> had I had any humility. Um, so so nobody said, "Hey, you need to bounce." Nope. They probably didn't know what to say. Right. Yeah. It was rough. It was. I, I don't think they knew how to deal with me. And most people didn't know how to deal with me at that. I mean, I was insane. Yeah. I was insane. I was insane. Mm. That was my late twenties. Um, right. And uh, we all know. We've talked about my second go round. Um, but this time it was just uh, lack of lack of. What's the word can't use? You know, I won't say that. I, I just didn't care enough. Um, I did. I just didn't care enough. Well, I didn't agree. I didn't agree with the way they did certain things, and can, and I didn't. I mean, I felt like my way was better, and I just didn't care enough. Can I be frank? Of course. I think somebody didn't like you, and that's what happened. That might have something to do now, with it. Now that, but people don't like me. Because I don't know how to shut up. So, sometimes. So sometimes. I, I'm not in the hoity-toity real estate business. <laughs> High-dollar real estate lady. Like, I'm a, I run a concrete crusher, heavy equipment. You know what I mean? Right. Um, usually, uh, the, the circle I'm in, if you get told you're fired, it is by somebody being big chested mm-hmm. because they are expecting some big chestedness back you know what i mean <laughs> it's it's you know it's not abnormal for the confrontation to be there right you see what i'm saying so it's not no what not, not the executive world but well, i mean what do you call what y'all what <laughs> folks do it's uh <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, so I guess what I'm saying, the blue collar worker, right, is a little bit different than so, white collar for so, sure. So for me, I can't process. In my, I can process only because my intelligence. Not that I'm really smart. I understand. <laughs> you are really smart. I understand what you don't fit the structure means. Yeah, but, that, but that, I'm, that I'm means gonna, I can't roll with the flow. But I'm going to call BS. Yeah. Because here's why. I mean, I. I so so let let's say if you don't fit the structure, you can't tell me. And this ain't knocking them. It's done done. You're at peace with it. Mm-hmm. You you know you're you're good with God and all that, and that's everything's great. But you can't tell me that they couldn't train you differently. Did they try to? No. You can't. Was you ever reprimanded? No. Was you ever this and that? No. Right, somebody didn't like you, and that's what happened. Now, it don't matter. <laughs> right. You know, it ain't beating a dead horse, just for conversation's sake. Yeah, I mean, that bureaucratically, let, let's yeah. be clear. I mean, usually that's that's but, how it goes. Right, so, so what I was getting at is the fact that you never even brought that up is just even a bigger testament to the fact of how you're taking it. And I'm impressed with that, too. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? You're doing awesome. I know. I would not have done that before. You're doing awesome. So uh, I feel that's... like I should high-five you, but you're sitting way too far over there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been... And why is this podcast all about me? They're always all about you. I know. You are such a prima donna. I mean, seriously. should just call it Off the Elevator with Jesse and Sometimes Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Off the elevator with Jesse and Joe's equipment. <laughs> I just use you for your podcast stuff. And my podcast account. <laughs> I mean, you did pay for it, so there's that. No, it's all good, homie. Yeah. We in this together. You know what I mean? Word. We in it to win it. I mean, I feel like you got to give something about your week since we just talked for a solid hour about me. Oh, my week. Um. Uh, my week you know i just work that's <laughs> just all i like did. a blank look on your face when i said that <laughs> look i'm i am i want to get over this injury to my leg yeah. and i've probably let that consumed a little t- too much of my thoughts and uh i've let it backslide my working out and uh 
But let me tell you what, when this when the doctor says, well, let's be clear. If the doctor says you're good to go, because I might just wait the the time frame and not even go to the doctor. Because well, let's are. not let's be clear. It's not about you might wait. You're definitely going to wait the time frame and never see that doctor again. Which is what got us on the last podcast. Me getting all fired up, and you're wondering why I said what I said, and it got us all into the tizzy. So when this is over, I'm going to run into the sun. <laughs> Um, you have you ever seen? You cannot. You listen. You cannot treat your body the way that you did before. A. They said that you needed to be at a specific weight to be safely running the extreme distances. Yeah, you, but you know uh-uh, what? But you know uh-uh, what? I'm talking to be able to run the extreme distances you were attempting to. If you want to jog, that is fine. You need to jog on a softer. Nuh-uh, I'm not finished. Like a track, something that's not so hard on your leg and your hip for a shorter period of time until you have dropped the weight that you need to drop to run at a safe, long-distance pace. Look, you don't need to be over there bouncing your hand up and (laughs) down. You got me some kind of turned up. (laughs) Do not make me show out in front of these people. I I wish. Because I just need a reason to lose my stuff. (laughs) I wish I had a video of that, and I would cut your <laughs> cut your uh, uh, talk out and like put Eminem behind you, like you know what I mean. Did you see my Oprah arm bouncing? <laughs> I mean, what is happening here? When, when I'm when this is gone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run into the sun, son. I'm gonna fly. Will you please just do what has been suggested from you, from the doctors, and from Canada, Rob, who? knows a little bit about something well i think you know not to beat a dead horse mm-hmm. i think that the majority of the injury happened when i was 280 i'm not 280 anymore i'm in the 260s mm-hmm. hopefully by the time it heals i'll be in the 250s run into the sun <laughs> Well, I hope you get to run as far and as long as you want to. Is it okay if I check my watch? I mean, I feel like we've consumed enough for these people's time this time. Hey, you know what? This is our podcast. If they don't want to listen to it, they can swap (laughs) to something else. What would be interesting? Ooh, they could listen to Grace Works because that's a really good podcast. Really good podcast. I mean, you totally turned me on to them fellas. They can listen to John Gardena. I listen to him. Uh, the classroom. That's the true. Classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another good one? I've been listening to one, but you're probably not interested in the K- KGB or any Russian spies no. or anything. I did listen to one of uh, Jeff Forster's podcasts with or video chats. It was a video chat, not a IG, podcast. When he does his IG when live. When he does his IG live, I like that. Yeah. The one about the climbing up the mountain, I like that. Of course, three of seven. Uh, truth. Uh, red blooded outdoors. Oh, did you just did you just give your other podcast a shout out? Me and what? The, me and the Ratchaloon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. they don't want to hear us ramble uh, on Kelly, about how Jesse got fired. Kelly Hensley does one called the Reachers. Ooh, what's Darby's? The unknowns. The unknowns. Darby is currently, as we speak, uh, up in. Tennessee <laughs> running for 40 hours. We need to check on him when we get off here. Oh, yeah, on Instagram? He started yesterday. Sweet. Up at the Mid-State Mile in Tennessee. That kid's like 19, though. He's He can run for days. Yeah, into the sun. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> wow. Just be safe, Joseph. Did you just compare yourself to a 19-year-old no. ultra runner? No, I said into the sun like he could run, and you looked at me and said, I can't. I thought you said you were, could run into the sun. I'm going to. Oh. So, I'm uh, not even going to talk about that. We just gave him all kinds on. of good stuff to listen l- to. L- let me check the, the score of the game real quick. Oh, my Lord, y'all. And uh, let's see. Oh my gosh! Alabama's winning big time. What is it? Thirty-one to seventeen. Ooh, that hurts. I am not. How even, much time is left? Uh, third quarter, like six minutes. Turn it around. It's plenty of time. 
Plenty of time. All right, homie. All right, John. Look, hold on. Wait. Before we go, you're going to get tired of the people making the jokes get a job. (laughs) All right? That's coming. (laughs) Just take it with a grain of salt. How do you know I might have a job (laughs) the next time we talk? You know what you should do is get a job and for years tell people you don't have a job. (laughs) You know what I mean? Jobless. What do you do for a living? Nothing. Nothing. I refuse to get a job. I am a podcast co-host. That's all I do. That a podcast that I do for a hobby. Oh, what did, I, what did we? Kevin and I saw something the other day, and they were like, "What's your job?" And the lady's like, "I'm a podcast producer." And he looked at me and laughed, and I was like, "Ooh, ooh, me too, me too." Can I put that on my resume? I'm a podcast producer. Or it's like those people that. Like uh, on the uh, what is it the show where they build houses and <laughs> fix their houses up and it's like the, we've got a bu- a budget of three point seven million and they're like Josh Whimsy grows uh, mealworms to feed the hermit crabs and and his wife Dorothy uh, paints seashells and sells <laughs> and they got a budget of three million I know it's weird. Wow. I'm a podcast producer. What do you know wow. about that? There I'll put that on my resume. I'm doing it. Do it. Just saying. Do it to it. All right, homie. I'm tired of talking to you today. I know. Let's go watch some something. I ain't watching no football. <laughs> it's done got ridiculous. It is done got ridiculous. Holla at you. Holla.